As we welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show, we go directly to Lisa Lanier to get into several cases today on Lawyer Up, including Will Smith fighting out back against what he says are lies told on a YouTube show. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm fantastic. And how dare you interrupt my my social life with Biggie here? We almost talked our way into the whole segment. I heard you all. We know they're talking. <laughs> yeah. what, are all, uh, what are y'all in there talking, talking about? about? Holidays and family. Uh, and holidays Chris, and family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Chris Dem giving me the wrap up sign. <laughs> I saw. Yeah, Chris Dem was uh, wagging the was finger like at him. Ten seconds yeah. to go. Yeah, we had ten seconds before we back on, and then here. Biggie's just in there talking family and Thanksgiving and such. Wonderful. <laughs> well, but before all that, now that that is done, let's get into this uh, Will Smith story. Now, yeah. if you missed it yesterday, we played this. Now, this is from a YouTube show where a guy gave an interview. His name is Brother Bilal. And he says back way back when he worked on the Fresh Prince show, he was keeping up with Will Smith and another actor, and he couldn't find either one of them, and he walked into somebody's dressing room and saw this going on. I saw sexual acts that I when I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, where is this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too, so I have the keys to his dressing room. All right, I open the door to Dwayne's dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne and having sex with Will. There was a couch and Will was bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder, like murder. It was murder in there. What did you do? Even when I was with the deer and hair lights and I finally said, oh That's how he reacted. He said, oh S. They need you on set. Yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, Lisa, there was a murder committed in a dressing room. <laughs> On the set of The Fresh Prince. Now, our question is, since this was told on a YouTube show or a podcast, is it slander or libel? Is it governed the same way that a radio station or television interview would be? Because Jada Pinkett and Will Smith have already said, we're suing this guy. They're lawyering so they're, up. They're lawyering up now. What do you think? Yeah, his his non-wife, Jada Pinkett. Right. Said, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, YouTube and podcasts are governed by all the same rules as print media and, and news television and all that. Um, so the same slander libel, it all kind of falls under the category now. It's been consolidated into defamation. Mm -hmm. But here's the interesting thing. The majority of courts now hold, including California, where I believe this happened, that it is not defamation to say that someone is gay because the idea is, um, that being gay is completely accepted, yes, and yes. so therefore it is not a derogatory thing to say. And so you have you're missing an element, mm -hmm. which is saying something that would be harmful to the person's reputation. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been it started with New York, and and now it's the majority of jurisdictions. And there was actually a, a really pretty high profile case recently that kind of took it one step further. In 2017, Richard Simmons sued the National Enquirer for saying that he was trans. And the court said the same thing. They said it's accepted to be, you know, gay or trans. And so it's not defamation to say that you are trans. And so, so no, he, so Will doesn't really have a cause of action because mm. of the content of what was said, but, not because of where it was said. YouTube okay. is totally game for defamation, but because of what he said, it's probably 
not going to be defamation. But but wow. but if it's a lie, even if he was, let's say he was with a woman in the dressing room, and now this guy goes on and says, "Oh yeah, I caught Will Smith with such and such woman." If it's a lie, you still all it is is a lie. There's no cause of action, is what you're saying. Well, you have to, there has to be something about it that harms someone's reputation. So there was a uh, senator, uh, state senator, I believe it was in Virginia, who tried to do kind of a runaround on this it's okay to say that someone's gay thing Mm -hmm. where he was married and he said forget that he said i was gay he said i was cheating on my wife and that's harmful to my reputation right and so and so he had some success with that he got a little traction there because he didn't you know see there has to be that element of Mm -hmm. so you know if you tell a lie on somebody but it's not harmful to their reputation it's not defamation right so that so that's the thing too so right there so, in my opinion, at that time, he wasn't married, so there is no real harm Will to Smith. Will Smith. But that was a right. long time ago. Also, to prove it's a lie, I don't know how Will Smith could prove it. It's one guy telling a story, and it'll be him and Dwayne Martin saying that never happened. And it's just like two words against one, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it would help him if Dwayne Martin came out and said, no, this didn't happen. But right. so far, Dwayne, well, from what I understand, Dwayne Martin's completely silent on it, which is interesting. Yeah, so far. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't said anything yet, anyway. Okay, so we don't think he's got much of a chance there, but he and Jada Pinkett are going to lawyer. So when they get a lawyer, I'm sure the lawyer says, oh, yeah, we've got a chance here. What would they base that on? Why would? Because an attorney is going to tell them, oh, yeah, we're going to sue them, right? Right. I mean, you know, they're, they're threatening that. But they, you know, that was their knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. They hadn't really had a chance to talk to an attorney yet. Mm-hmm. And, and just because you don't think you're going to win, unfortunately, especially in situations like defamation, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not still going to threaten and or sue somebody and then, you know, let the court. And, you know, this guy doesn't have nearly the resources. Right. You know, I don't think that the, you know, the Pinkett Smiths have. And so they could just lawyer him to death. And I wonder, oh. yeah, I bet. And I bet uh, Will Smith thinks we have to do something like this or people will think it's true. And they don't, he doesn't want people to think it's true. If he just, like, didn't say anything, people would just assume that it was true. So he fights it. It looks like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not true, even if he loses. All right, interesting case there. But it's amazing how time has changed because, Lisa, we talked about this yesterday after the program that, you know, had this allegation been made when The Fresh Prince was still a hit television program, it might have derailed Will Smith's career as we know it. I think so. Right, right. I do think that. What is that, late 80s? I -hmm. bet so. I bet he would have... He would have been like out in Hollywood. So he would he would have not have gotten those movies that he just on rumor. Yeah, just on Mm -hmm. rumor alone. Mm -hmm. We have another uh, interesting story today about a jackpot, a lottery jackpot in Maine. A guy won a one point three five billion dollar mega millions jackpot in January. And he's now suing his baby mama because he had an agreement with her. She signed a non-disclosure agreement. And he said, whatever you do, because he's anonymous. This guy is totally anonymous, and that's allowed, I guess, in Maine. And he said, you are not to tell uh, my family that I have (laughs) won this money. And she signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. But now he has discovered a couple of months ago that she indeed did tell his parents without his permission ahead of time and then tried to keep that from him over the last couple of months. But he has found it out. And so she, he wants her to pay $100,000 for every person she told <laughs> that he had won the $1.35 billion. It seems like he's in the right here if she signed something. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, no, when, uh, when you sign a non-disclosure agreement, now typically there has to be some kind of bargain for exchange. You know, you, There has to be some kind of something that she got in exchange for it. 
that may be lacking here. I don't know because you, you know, if she did it, some, you know, if you're doing it in anticipation of marriage or if you're doing it as a contingency to your employment, uh-huh. you know, then you're getting employment, you know, you're getting something. Um, but yeah, but they're, they're typically enforceable to us and to the extent reasonable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would, it was a hundred thousand dollars per occurrence. Reasonable doesn't sound crazy. I mean, it's, you know, some people put, um, more than that. And, and certainly I've seen that in confidentiality agreements. And so I, I don't think that's a crazy amount. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, but, I don't blame him. So you, you know, in the States, it's, it's actually very few States that will allow these winners to be anonymous. Most of them, they make you give your name out. And uh, they get just inundated with people wanting money. I don't, I don't blame him. He was smart to try to keep it quiet. Well, that's what he did. So he, he told her, but he didn't tell anybody else. And she went and blabbed it to his family. Mm-hmm. Now they all want money. Yeah. And so he's sick of that. But you, he's think got, he, you think he gave her a million dollars to keep her mouth keep quiet, quiet? And, and, and now didn't. he wants it back? I via, imagine he gave her something. Yeah, I imagine he gave her something out of that yeah. money and said, yeah. you know, I'm going to give you this, but you have to stay quiet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows that she has, she has, 100, money. has the money to, to give back. Because he gave it to her. Because he gave it to her. I, would, I bet that's exactly right. Uh, interesting. So he wins in that case. I thought so. Now, a couple of car stories today. Parents are suing Volkswagen. A couple of parents uh, from Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, last February... A woman named Taylor Shepard, who was pregnant at the time, was uh, getting into her car. She put her two-year-old son into the car seat, and an assailant pulled up behind her. She was driving a 2021 Volkswagen Atlas. So the guy assaults her, knocks her to the ground, and runs over as he leaves, perhaps not realizing there's a two-year-old child in the back seat of the car. So he carjacks her and takes the car. She was injured. She had pelvic injuries. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Okay? So... Her husband, they call the police. Of course, they're frantic. Their two-year-old is missing. So they call, uh, the authorities call Volkswagen and say, can you pinpoint the location of this Volkswagen? We've got a missing child. And whoever was on the other end of the line said, I can for a $150 subscription fee. That's what we charge to do something like that. And the authorities said, this is a matter of life or death. And the guy from Volkswagen said, it'll cost you $150. So... They have to make that arrangement, and then they have to call back, and it costs them time in, in uh, coming up with the child. Well, eventually they didn't even need it because the child was put out somewhere, and the child is safe. But the woman and her husband say, we went through so much, we still have to go through a bunch of uh, therapy, even to this day. And they say Volkswagen was instrumental in causing mm. them pain. What do you think, Lisa? Is Volkswagen on the hook here to owe them something? Well, I mean, first of all, it's uh, it's not actually Volkswagen. Let's let's get before Volkswagen comes after you for defamation. Let's make okay, sure. Right. All right. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. They use a, they use a third party vendor called Carnet Support. Okay. And and these people didn't subscribe to it. They chose not to have it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, as bad as it is, you know, you, you, there's no duty. I mean, it's not the right thing. Certainly, they should have turned it on. And you know, the right, the morally right thing to do, right, would have been to turn it on. But legally. There's no requirement for someone who does not have a um, a direct uh, legal obligation like an EMS mm. or a firefighter. You know, they have to. They show up at a fire at your house. They have to put it out, right? right I mean, right. they can't just not, not save you. But for private citizens and private companies, they don't have a legal duty to, uh, to act uh, in any kind of good Samaritan kind of way. And so here... They didn't subscribe to the service. Then they need it, and they're asking for it. And, you know, the company is a third-party vendor. They probably have some kind of, uh, from from what I read, it sounded like they can't activate it. Just like, bam, they have to have a credit card to activate it. I mean, they're a third-party vendor for Volkswagen. That's right. 
So, so, and so, and they eventually did activate it. It just took some time. And by the time they activated it, because the kid was found in a matter of minutes. That's right. Didn't because, take long. Yeah, it didn't take long. So I think here, you know, you, when people have something bad happen to them, mm. our mm. culture is all about blaming somebody. Guys, there's got to be somebody to pay. There's got to be somebody to blame. And I'm, I'm very much, you know, professionally part of that culture. But there's not always somebody to blame. You know, who did wrong here? The kidnapper, the carjacker, yeah, you know, yeah. not this third-party company. Interesting. Did the, you know, so I, I think these people are, you know, probably not going to be successful. I think most of their emotional distress comes from the fact that their kid was carjacked. Right. Not, right? not from the fact that the third-party right. working for Volkswagen hmm. didn't turn on the GPS. Yeah, they're reaching. Boy, I was right. on their side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really was. You know me, old knee-jerk reaction yeah. over here. I was like, turn it on. Yeah. You know, if somebody called me and I could turn it on, I probably would have turned it on. Yeah. Don't you think? Got to have a card. Got to? Yeah. Yes. They eventually got it turned on. I think it was just a matter, you know, probably the person that answers the phone doesn't have the authority to turn it on without a credit card. You know, so it took some time. Yeah. That I was need it. the three-digit card on the back. <laughs> I, I, that's right. the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Right. I am shocked. I really thought yeah. that they would be owing these parents some I bet money. they write this into one of those nine one one shows on Fox. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. That's you're right, and I, bet, and I bet the person taking the call at the third party, not even in the United States. Oh, you think not? Probably not. Good chance. Objection. Good chance. Oh boy, yeah. you bring that in. Irrelevant. It. Okay. I'm just saying the further distance. <laughs> okay. The further thing. The further judgment. distance you are. You don't. You don't think people in India care about two year olds? <laughs> I don't think people in India have cars. I don't think. I don't think they have the power to flip this on without a credit card. They don't, you know. can't do it. Don't work. It's all based on money. You know, Lisa, this I don't is a, care for this day. Uh, that, that comment, this line of questioning. That comment <laughs> brought up a bad memory for me. I was on hold once, uh, customer service, and the person on the other line had an Indian, a thick Indian accent. Ironically named Steve. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. Always, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. So I say to my wife, I got some joker over in India helping me out. And he's still listening. I didn't realize it. He goes, Still here, sir. And he says, I'm in California. And I was like, Oh, God. right, right. Oh, yeah. India, California. Oh, wonderful. Go Bruins. Great. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a low moment. It was absolutely low. Now, uh, here's another car story. I don't see how they can do this. Tesla has said in their new sales terms, if you buy one of their new cyber trucks, which are coming out at the end of the month, you cannot sell it in the first year of ownership or they will sue you. You are not allowed to sell your own truck in the first year. I guess if they write it into the contract, it's uh, legal. What do you think about this, Lisa? Why are they doing that? Yeah, you know, I think they're doing that uh, in number one, so that people aren't buying up a bunch of them and then reselling them for right. jacked up prices, like happened during the pandemic when it became hard. Because they're they're trying to crank these trucks out, demand is apparently very high, and they think exactly what happened during the pandemic will happen, where people would go buy ten Toyotas or whatever, and then turn around and sell them for ten thousand dollars more than the dealership got for them. Right, and so they're looking to head that off. They're also, I think. You know, they're doing it in a, in a re- pretty reasonable way because they're building into this contract language that um, they'll take an option to buy it back from you. And if they refuse, there's a process whereby they may give you permission still to sell it, but you have to go through that process. And I think that process is to prove you're not a reseller, you know, to prove, hey, look, I lost my job or something. I can't pay for this. Right. And so they, there is a process there. So it all sounds very fair. It's part of the contract. So I think it stands. Yeah, I think it does too. Yeah. Chris Tim starting thumbs down to that. Me too. Yeah. I mean, not... I understand the reasoning behind it, but yeah. man, but, you know, it, 
it, you're in your gut if you buy something it's, it's yours. yours i agree i i i, I mean suppression you have to of go free travel at elon musk's office i mean yeah. it's legal i suppose but it doesn't seem right once i buy something i want to turn it around and sell it the next day i can it's enough reason not to buy it in the first place i agree and if and and by the way if people are selling them for more money then why don't you charge more money you know if, yeah. if the I demand mean, is there what if it was uh what if it was more of a common vehicle like an accord or a ford right. truck yeah. what if they started doing that Where's the free trade yeah. in this country? We're capitalist society. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. I agree. I don't think. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess the, the capitalist answer there is don't buy one. Right. Are these those uh, like right. futuristic looking trucks, Biggie? Cyber trucks. The, 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 the Tesla oh, the truck. Elon truck. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they don't look like any other truck. No, it looks like a tank. It's, yeah, it looks it, like a tank. It's coming out uh, two weeks from yesterday, so yeah. you'll be able to buy one. I saw a photograph yeah. of one, and social media, of course, anything can be faked, but it was a picture of one of the cyber trucks, mm. and it said the, the bed of this truck is almost big enough to hold a mountain bike. <laughs> Because okay. apparently, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Really, that's it. Wow, <laughs> almost. But they're on the smaller side. Right. I'd say, yeah, this I'd is, say. This it's is not really more, for hauling. Yeah, uh, no, right, this right. to it's, me is definitely a. It's for look. Yeah, I'm it's, driving this because I can yeah, truck, yeah. not a yeah. actual yeah. useful truck. I think Tesla itself started out that way. Don't you yeah. think that it's oh, like a, sure. a status symbol? Uh, one more quick story here today. There is a gentleman who is suing a hospital. His name is George Piano, and his wife Elizabeth Piano. Uh, they went into the University of Washington Medical Center uh, last December. George had terrible abdominal pain and was diagnosed with appendicitis, taken into surgery so doctors could remove his appendix. But when doctors, and there are three of them here, went in to get the appendix out, they said, we couldn't find the darn thing. So Stitched him back up? Nope, took some bowel instead. Took a little bit of a bowel out of oh. him. And that caused, so they can still charge? <laughs> that caused all sorts of problems. That caused him to become much sicker. Two days later, they went back in. Different doctors found the appendix, removed it. At, but now he says he's had all sorts of problems oh. since, uh, since. He's had, uh, you know, he's had part of his bowel removed that didn't need to be removed. And he said, I've had an awful, awful year. And now they're suing. They had a 13-page document in there suing. I'm assuming they're going to win in a big way. Is that right, Lisa? Yeah, you know, the, the facts, I really tried to find a more detailed version of this story to get more, mm. uh, to really kind of flush the facts out, because mm. it, it sort of sounded almost like they had nicked the bowel, which is yep. a, a weaker case. If they just nicked the bowel while looking for the, and, and it also, I couldn't tell if the original surgery was an open surgery, in other words, with an abdominal incision, or was it laparoscopic? That has a lot to do with it too, because there's a lot of margin of the air is kind of kind of wide if you're going in there with a scope, and especially like if the person is is overweight, you're navigating a lot of fat. It's hard mm. to identify. Objection! I, I was whatever. afraid of that. Objection. I was afraid of Wait that. a minute. This gentleman is fit. <laughs> you're fat shaming here. We're fat shaming. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean to fat shame, but I'm just just saying. So uh, it just depends. I mean, if they just nicked it, um, then that's probably not a great case. Uh, it depends on if they should have recognized it because they closed him up and it was leaking. Yeah. And uh, or it leaked after they closed him up. Ugh. So uh, yeah, I mean, it you know it doesn't ne- just it's not necessarily a slam dunk. But if they just completely, if they thought they were removing the appendix and yeah. they took bowel, bowel then yeah. sure that I think you've got a good case. I do too. Do you think mm. his lawyer's going to say, yeah? So we nicked the bowel. Look at the size of this guy. I mean, my God, of course we. You nicked- find an appendix in there. <laughs> That right. sounds like an inexperienced, like a. That's a pretty good defense for those three doctors. Yeah, yeah really. I mean, uh, uh, taking out an appendix is. I bet that's like the first thing you learn to do. I think so. Even if it's laparoscopic, uh, I wonder if it's just an inexperienced surgeon doing this, but, and they could. Oh, maybe it's in there somewhere. Maybe. Oh, you, you, yeah. exactly. You know, 
Or did they think, well, maybe it's already been taken out from years but ago? Then they but his see wife it? would have told him. Don't you see it on an ultrasound or a He said they, couldn't, scan? they couldn't find it. Yeah. They saw it on x-ray, though. And oh, then, then after when it started getting so sick afterward, they did another x-ray, and they're like, oh, it's still there. Oh, it's still there? We didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. You have a it comment, go Biggie? wee, wee, wee all the way home. Uh, Biggie? Is there anything worse to hear when you wake up from surgery than <laughs> nicked your bowel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, and, <laughs> by, and by the way, we uh, didn't. It's the worst Christmas carol ever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God, it'll kill you. Horrible. He's lucky you live. The majority of people that have a nicked bowel die. I mean, because yeah. like, you have, you know, the, you have fecal matter spilling out into your abdominal cavity, and you get raging infections all over your whole body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh. lucky you live, fatty. That's right. <laughs> You're doing some breakfast with that. <laughs> Try to sue us. My God. We're that good here at this That's hospital. Right. Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of the two guys named Christian. Have a great Thanksgiving, Lisa. Absolutely. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Hi, there Lisa. she goes. This is our official attorney here. Hireaheavyweight.com or LanierLawGroup.com if you need her. Any kind of legal advice. Let's play some put up or shut up rock and roll trivia now. You'll play me today, Chris Kelly, not Chris Tim. That means you got a real chance at money. I've got $35 today. That money doubles on Friday, though. Thanks to Lisa Lanier. She doubles the pot every Friday. So we're playing for 70 bucks. 10 questions about music and rock and roll trivia. First for you, then for me here. And if you beat me, you get to change out my theme song, which has been Roxanne by the police for some time now. We'll do it next. Two guys named Chris Show.